Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. I'm Dave Massey. I am joined in the studio by another guest. I've got a guest in the studio. I am joined by Dan Hoff-Rodriguez, who is a tech champion uh, in Birmingham. Dan, how are you this afternoon? Yes, really good to be here in person. Thank you so much for coming down. I don't have many guests in the studio. Most people are on the phone. Um, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Dan Hoffdriguez. I've got a few hats, as people will know, um, but there's three main things I look after. I run a, a tech talent business um, called CX Squared. Um, I run a CIC called The Brum Muse, and I also run an employee engagement event service called The Rival Games. And it was Birmingham Tech Week a few weeks ago in, in the city. Mm-hmm. Um and you had a, an announcement that you've shared about very recently about that. Can you tell us what you announced at Birmingham Tech Week and what you were doing? Yeah, so, I mean, Birmingham Tech Week is something now I'm just regularly at now. For, this is the, the fourth year. Um, and, you know, last year we did our first Digital Skills Day. And on that day we, we did a, a pilot of something called the Digital Skills Tech Collab. And what that means is we do a collaboration of different students from different walks alive, different backgrounds, um, and we mix them up, put them into teams, and then they get set a real-life project, and they have five hours to do it. Um, and so I ran that in cooperation with one of the main days last year, and this year I took the decision to take it out as a fringe event, largely so I could just have full control on how we ran it, um, who was there, um, and that was on the, yeah, on the Thursday of Tech Week. When I was quite young, we were uh, given a task day ourselves and we had to make a sandwich business. Mm. And uh, do you think that this is kind of the evolution of putting people into a temporary business to see how they get on? Yeah, I think where it came, the idea came from was just the fact that everyone talks about the digital skills gap, but no one really talks about it in actions. Um, It's all very strategic, very policy, very meeting led um and so that was one element but then mm. the other element really was then when we, when we recruit for employers they say now oh, these graduates or these you know these people that come and leave in college they don't have any soft skills and they don't have you know these 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 business-minded attitudes and i was like well forget this let's go and um do something that gives them yeah. a real life project where they can actually gain some experience which is tangible to actually put on their cv and they get something out of it so what were they doing on the day uh, in particular? What was the outline of their day? Yeah, so th- this is our biggest initiative that we run under the Brum Muse, largely because of the amount of work it takes to set it up. But effectively, we have um, select amount of tech partners. So we had some two really big ones in the form of Slack and, and Digital, recently just moved to Birmingham. And we had two slightly smaller ones in B13 Technology and One Learning. And they work together as directors and senior management um, in their own time to come up with a uh, a tech challenge. Now, just to be clear, this is not a hackathon Mm -hmm. because one thing I always want to dismiss is the fact that you have to be technical, you have to be a techie or a developer or a programmer to be in tech. Mm 
Um, and that's a big factor why, you know, there's such a, a drop off in the amount of females, for example, that come into tech and a lot of reasons why we don't maybe get as many people that are um, you know, maybe less technical coming into these careers early on. So I wanted to. So they set that 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 challenge um, and um, and then we basically sorted out the students um, and then they came in on Thursday morning, nice and early at 9 a.m. And by 9.30, we were started. That's brilliant. What was the reception to it? Well, we knew it was an absolute buzz from last year, but this year there was prizes. So first, pri- the f- so there was five teams this year. Last year we only had two teams, so we, we upped the ante. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we had students from BMAT, we had students from Joseph Chamberlain College, we had students from uh, Neo um, Enterprise, who are the, the they do the the boot camp for black women, um, and we mixed all those up, um, five groups, and. You know, you you couldn't you couldn't write it. I mean, we had mentors that we invited from different other institutions from across the tech ecosystem to ensure that they had people that they could have as a sort of team leader or you know their own little cheerleader, if you like. Um, and then uh, at the end, they did the judging, um, and then there was prizes on on grabs. But the quality of the the ideas that came up because what they start off by doing is brainstorming, so coming up with a solution might need to tell you what the actual tech challenge was um, but they come up with a solution um, via a a proof of concept Mm -hmm. um, you know how is it scalable um, all of the um, the financials a company name a company logo so really not just talking um, of what it's like to actually work in a business but actually the bits before as well and and we see uh, shortened versions of these sorts of things, maybe on Dragon's Den or mm. on The Apprentice. Um, what, what do you think is the um, gap between what a stu- students uh, in, think in terms of them being savvy versus how savvy they really are? Do you think? Because I appreciate that there's a lot of pressure from adults if they give their young people a phone for them to say, can you solve this for me? Uh, you must be uh, clued up on using uh, touchscreen phones and those sorts of things. Do you think that young people have this, they have this pressure, I see, that they have to be tech savvy. Um, how, how do you think that's uh, viewed these days by them? Well, I view it hand, um, first hand every day because my kids, I've got three kids under seven, mm-hmm. so two, four, six, um, and you know they're constantly wanting to play on my phone or yeah. they, they know to turn the tv on they can navigate netflix by themselves now yeah. they know the pins they know the you know what's it called the uh, the little uh, codes you have to use your fingers to to, yeah. to get into so they know these things it's, it's become a normal course of life they use ipads at school they you know all of these things we encourage them to use mm-hmm. like desktops and laptops and things that maybe they don't use as much that we yeah. used right when we were at school what's important is that people start to realise that I'm actually in quite a privileged situation. I can give my kids access to a tablet or a Mm -hmm. a laptop, to a desktop, because I have those things. What about the families that don't? And I think what COVID really did um, bring to light was the digital divide and the lack of digital inclusion or access to digital in the sense of devices, and to connectivity. Yes. I, I totally agree with that. I think it was uh, something that was a huge conversation dur- during COVID and particularly during lockdowns when the kids couldn't go to school, uh, when pupils couldn't go to s- school as well. Yeah. 
what more can businesses do? I was going to say, do you think there's more than businesses? What more can businesses do to invest into this situation to help? Yeah, I think the, I think you just got to take a, you know, you're either going to drive the car or you're going to sit on the sidelines and do nothing. Right, that's that's the fact of the matter. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be an expert in something, but you can make a change. But I think what we find is a lot of people talking about it or thinking about it, not na- na- not necessarily actioning it. Yes. Um, and that's what the Brummies was about. It was about being action-led and creating impact. And the only way you can do that is by doing an event like we did during Tech Week because it creates impact, it makes loads of noise. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on the outcomes of what's happened because, yes, those th- three groups won first, second, third prize and everyone else got some goodie bags and T-shirts, but it hasn't stopped there. Mm-hmm. There's There's been outcomes that have come from um, from what we ran, Brilliant. which we're going to get onto. Um, but what can businesses do is simple, is be part of these sort of events because I'll do the hard work, I'll organise them for you, you just have to turn up. It's not as if they can't get away with doing it because we know that businesses are now doing things like uh, um, volunteer days and have got their own ESG targets and mm-hmm. their own uh, corporate social responsibility targets. So it's not as if they don't, they're not allowed to, um, you know, get a little slap on the wrist, got to take annual leave. I'm sure there's some businesses that um, do, don't allow it, but unfortunately those aren't the businesses we want part mm-hmm. of it. You know, so we want them to be involved. If you want to be involved, yes, you get free branding because you're part of it, but actually more importantly, you get that fuzzy feeling. And a lot of the mentors, a lot of the judges were just so full and giddy after they left because they saw how they helped create impact. But just being part of that day for, you know, what was it, seven hours. How often would you like to be able to run things like this? I mean, the Brummies is a CIC. For people that don't know, that's a community interest mm-hmm. company. Um, I do run that very separately to my other companies for a reason, because we want it to be f- for good. You know, you like you have yeah. tech for good. It's it's for good, and but not you know not shying away from the fact that I'm only one human. Um, I can't run it all by myself, so I need support. I need allies. Um, what I would like to be doing is to be running it maybe sort of twice a month um, and see how we get on it. But because of the amount of time it takes and the money it takes to out of my own uh, hiring business, it, it's difficult to run it consistently. If I if I could, I'd run it every day of the year. And where are you at with venues in terms of having the number of venues you'd need for that as well? I mean, this is where Birmingham's great, right? I mean, apart from the fact that... It, it got highlighted amazingly over the Commonwealth Games in the summer. Um, the people of this city are just so giving. You know, you just ask for something and they're willing to help if they can. Or if they don't, they'll know someone that might be able to. Was that, was that something you already knew about Brummies or was that something you discovered about Brummies? So I've lived in Birmingham for um, coming on to, yeah, just over yeah, nearly eight years. And um, I think a big... I'm originally from London. I've lived in places like Oxford, mm-hmm. like Bristol. Um, I've never lived in a city like this. You know, this city is um, gives me goose pimples thinking about it sometimes. People are probably saying, oh, that's really cheesy. Well, it's true because my family are mixed heritage, so my children um, are, are, are mixed race and, you know, we want them to be safe. You know, I, I had my own... Um, issues when I was growing up in places and, and even not even that long ago, right, going to different parts of the country. I don't want that for my kids and, and I feel like in Birmingham they, they are safe. Which is a wonderful 
obviously a wonderful thing to yeah, have as well. Absolutely. I mean, to to go around this, I am very, you know, my my Birmingham background. When I was a kid, Digbeth, you couldn't come to Digbeth. I was not allowed in Digbeth till I was twenty, right. and uh, it was a completely different vibe down in here. And now it's um, such a different place, and it's so welcoming, mm. and it's got it's kind of like dark fringes around the edges of it but yeah. at the same time there's so many exciting businesses here and there's so many exciting spaces and there's, there's just tons of warehouses yes. with the ability to do anything they want to do and that is uh, something that always excites me about about this area as well um i think that birmingham people uh if they've grown up in birmingham they don't necessarily know what's in front of them yeah we don't necessarily look at what's in front of us no and if someone tells us um, how great it is, we very, very downplay it. Yeah, agreed. Um, because we see London as being the big monster down the road, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, Manchester as being like chasing our heels all the time. And even though that's not the reality of the situation, that's how we were always perceived it uh, to be. And I always find that fascinating when someone's come to the city, what they've learned about us um, and what we we didn't really necessarily know about ourselves. I know. And I think that's the big difference for me about London versus Birmingham. And not that it should ever be versus, by yeah. the way, let's just do our own thing. Um, and like, as I said, our, I feel like I am a Brummie. Yes. Um, Which is uh, wonderful to feel uh, yeah, that as well. Exactly. And it's that just be kind, be humble and be modest. And I think that's what we do a lot of here. And I think maybe that sets us back in certain respects uh, for, for, you know, maybe creating more turkey unicorns, as people say. But to be fair, you know, I'd rather be kind humble and modest right when did you realize that we'd got a phrase as an adopted brummie when did you realize that once you'd been here for a period you didn't really have any choice whether you were a brummie or not well when i set my recruitment company three three years ago um so i'd lived here for for nearly five years at that point i didn't really know the business scene so yeah. because the areas of the companies i was working for i wasn't actually doing recruitment or events in birmingham so yes i socialized in birmingham but i never knew yeah. the community so a big aspect of what i wanted to do and that's our tagline actually it's culture first community focus brilliant so people know us for the community events and it's not just about you know you know i think giving money to charity has its place and stuff out of your profits etc but actually it does it would never give me that same fulfillment i'd rather create impact by being live at that place, seeing people's faces, seeing those smiles, mm -hmm. and seeing them leave, you know, laughing and thinking about how amazing they just, uh, amazing day they just had. Obviously, the rewards of this are what benefit you. Um, how does that help you going forward? What's what's your next thing? So, the, so the out, I'll, I'll just go back to those outcomes yeah. that I was going to tell you about. So, obviously, yes, they got the prizes. But one of the companies, which I'll shout out, B13 Technology, um, they have invited the winning team to their offices in Birmingham at the iCentrum on Friday mm -hmm. um, to come in and do a, a venture planning session. Now, what right. that means, a venture planning session, is when... Someone's got a tech idea, or they've got a product or a solution that they want to build, not quite sure what they want to do, and they will map that process for them to take it from pre-startup to a potential investment level to get an MVP, mm -hmm. to mi a minimum viable product. And that's what B13 have kindly donated to the winning prize, so um, to, to the winning group, sorry, as an extra reward. So that's one of the outcomes. We've had another outcome where one of the mentors on, on that day has invited uh, two of the groups who... Um, the challenge was, by the way, a cost of living 
uh, task. So okay. how to help families in need understand the cost of living situation right. that would help benefit them. Yes, yeah. So that was the task. Two of the groups did something on food waste um, and um, it's great because one of those mentors knows a tech company that's coming to Birmingham based on food waste um, and food recycling and has invited them to meet, those two groups to meet that CEO of that company. So it's another outcome and we've had another outcome. Can't give too much information on this, but yeah, it looks like someone's going to be getting offered a job so these are outcomes that are not just about the day, not yeah. just about that experience, not just about chucking it on social media at the end or coming and talking to you about this like now. It's about creating awareness that we can empower our young people through action, through events, and then they will have extra outcomes at the end if you invite the right people to the table. Fantastic. I've been fascinated by your journey on social media. I've watched your journey uh, certainly for the past two, three years, maybe even maybe a little bit longer, but certainly two or three years. And uh, you turned upon my socials one day and I was like, who is this person? What's going And that was that real sort of nosiness about what, what you're doing. And that's, a, I mean, another Birmingham trait is that we're really nosy. Uh, about things as well but i think it's amazing that you've been doing this uh project and championing and championing it as well so you should give yourself a pat on the back if you haven't felt that you've been getting patted on the back give yourself a pat on the back as well uh because it's wonderful to to hear um i would like to get you back to chat in the future uh, about progress that you've been making with it and maybe get people in that want to talk about this further as well yep. about how they've benefited from it as well i think that'd be a wonderful opportunity to to do as well no i appreciate that and thanks for your kind words and we'd, we'd love to come back and i'm sure some of these these tech partners that are getting involved would love to to get on your show dave what's your chief website it's c cx squared yeah so it's right? yeah cx squared.com yep. um we are creating a new uh, website for the Brummuse specifically um, and the Rival Games is getting a website at the moment getting built for it as well so there'll be more on that but currently everything's on that on CX hyphen squared which is our group of companies and then we've got uh, Dan Tech Recruit uh, as your main channel for yourself on Twitter yeah is it is there an underscore yeah Dan remember. underscore Tech Recruit and yeah. then you've got CX2 Talent. Yeah. And then there's Brummuse as well. Yeah. Uh, have a look on socials for that. I'm sure you're on other platforms as well. We're on all of them. But that's where I've, I've said. And you're quite active on LinkedIn. Massively. Yeah, massively on LinkedIn. I mean, there's not many Dan Hoff Rodriguez's, so you won't look I think far. that's brilliant. To, you won't be far. Fantastic to, to see you on there. Thank you so much for coming into the studio to chat about this today. Uh, we will get you back in the future as well to come and talk about it. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Dave. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.